Welcome to Genuine Connections. So this is where I invite friends and strangers and family to ultimately just connect, Mm -hmm. just to share stories, share knowledge, and get a better connection with people. Um, I'm the host. I'm Jen. I met you um, in the LA Fitness Hot Tub like two weeks ago when I first uh, moved to Tampa. Right. Um, but thank you for joining me and doing this, Bob. My really pleasure. It. Yeah, pleasure to be here, and uh, thanks for uh, for doing this. I think uh, you've got a uh, an opportunity for a very neat platform um, to discuss uh, things that can. Well, I think it's a two way street. I think that uh, you're going to get a lot of ideas from people that have varied backgrounds, um, and. It could be uh, an opportunity to plant seeds for ideas as far as things to do as you go forward, you know, and what you're doing. And I wouldn't worry so much about, you know, this is, I haven't done this or I haven't done that yet. I mean, that's how we all learn. That's how everybody starts, right? Everybody starts from somewhere, but it's the journey that is the most exciting part, not the destination of where you're going, right? Because you don't know where you're going necessarily, and that's okay. Most people don't know. You know, our journey's kind of been kind of interesting. Um, I've had this digital marketing company here in Tampa for the last 12 years. I started it in uh, December 2000, 2010. And um, it was just an opportunity to do something where I could help small, medium-sized businesses to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because uh, I didn't know anything about technology. I, I knew very little about it. And the background that I came from, which was Wall Street, we really didn't have much technology for the longest time. So um, having spent a number of years, 30 plus years on Wall Street, um, you know, we were always into making money for businesses, companies, and ourselves, of course. And yeah. uh, you know, it was always pretty cool. But um, I needed to move on. And it was time for me to have control of my life again, because I had no life when I was, <laughs> when I was trading bonds and I was doing investment banking um, and my kids were growing up. So I felt there was an opportunity to, um, what can I do where I have control of my own destiny and continue helping small, medium-sized businesses to grow and prosper and, um, and offer something that's meaningful to them in the meantime, have a business and a company that I can call my own. So that's how the whole journey started for me. And, you know, one thing led to another. We started doing um, like small places like hairdressers and um, pizza places, you know, how to, how to get them on top of Google, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was just like, that was the journey. It was just kind of like doing small, simple citations and things that could help businesses to get recognized, making sure that their name, address, phone number was correct, you know, online. Little things like that are really important, right? Um, so we started doing that and we realized that, hey, you know, we can make a difference and we can help to get these companies and businesses to rank on top of Google when t- somebody types in a search. So that was the kind of the first step. The next step was to start going after, you know, larger businesses, businesses that were, um, that needed more help, like doctors, like lawyers, dentists, you know, we started going after some of these medical practices and and that worked out really well because these businesses are all very competitive, right? So we started, you know, it was, it was just peeling the onion back and saying, hey, how about this? How about that? Or why not this? Why not that? What exactly um, did 
you do for the businesses to, yeah, like, I guess that, what exactly mm-hmm. were you doing? Yeah. And so, when did you notice that, and when did you notice um, the technology boom? Was that in the 90s, like early 90s? Yeah, well, the technology boom really was in the uh, mid, it was kind of like early 90s, early to mid 90s. That was when the tech boom really started. And uh, that's when they had a lot of what they called the dot-com companies that were coming to market. And everybody was like, you know, they were all all going public. And all these companies, these dot-com companies were, and this is, by the way, before Google, because Google didn't go public till 1999. But Amazon was around already in 1994 because they had Kindle Books. And then you had Yahoo, um, Cisco. You had these these companies that were out there, and Yahoo was even before... um, um, before Google, I think Yahoo was like, I don't know, it was 98, maybe 98, 97, 98, you know, in that range. Um, and so that was the whole, the genesis of kind of what was happening. And, and, and these companies were not considered, you know, they were not considered like really high quality because there wasn't really much behind them. Everything was based on future value, like how many clients and how many people are they going to get to buy their services and pay their services in order to make these companies profitable. So nobody really knew. And the dot, the dot com boom came and everybody's buying these things and everything's going to the moon. And of course, there was a lot of failures too along the way. Um, when I was on Wall Street, we were just starting to use like computers and things. I mean, we had computers back in the 80s, but it wasn't like what it became, you know, where um, we were able to track um, data and information and transactions and all kinds of research and things that we had no idea that we could get our hands on. If you think about www, the World Wide Web, right? Like now we just like, just Google it or look it up online, right? We can find anything today. And that was just yesterday when all that happened that wasn't available to us like prior to the, um, the late 90s, if you can imagine that. So that was just yesterday. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I very weird. Grew, I pretty much grew up with it all. Right. I was, exactly. born the, I was born in the mid 90s. And I, you know, as a kid, you don't really use that. I mean, kids do nowadays, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I really just grew up with the technology at my fingertips. Exactly. So it's in your DNA, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, the other thing is social media. Social media is something that, like, you can't even imagine life without social media, right? So Instagram, for the Facebook. Most part. Yeah, for the most part, you know. And, um, you know, my kids grew up playing, um, you know, video games, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy was like, oh my God, that was like, was like nonstop. Right. So I used to tell them, I said, if you, while we're having dinner, could you please just look up at me? So I remember what you look like. <laughs> I can see the top of your head, but I can't see. Your eyes. <laughs> you know, but, and I wasn't, I wasn't kidding. It was like amazing. Cause it was so, they were so preoccupied with the stuff, but that was a whole generation whole generation of upbringing of kids and everybody was everybody was going through that everybody was doing it right yeah um so you know it's funny when we talk about communication today i tell i tell people i said what is it about communication today that's so different than it was yesterday and everybody says well when we were growing up and when we were at that age you know we had this and we had that and we were able to communicate in in better ways and as i started talking about it and thinking through it i said to myself I said, that may be true, but there's a reason why this generation, like the millennials and the Gen X, you know, all that, all the groups, all the generations behind 
are doing what they do. And it is a whole behavior pattern that exists. And whether we like it or not, it exists. So we can't say we should go back to the way it was back in, you know, the 80s and 70s and 60s because people communicate totally differently now. Right. I'm going to pause you for a second. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to let everyone know kind of like this topic that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's how um, just like technology and social media has has affected the way people communicate today. Yes. And we're going to talk about the advantages of the technology today. But I'm thinking more like, I guess, smart devices like phones and tablets and laptops kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages. Sure. I love that topic also because it's very central to the way that I think about things today. Um, and I think about that all the time. I think mm -hmm. that there are huge advantages, certainly because there's exponential reach in terms of who you can reach, how many people you can reach, and you can do it without having to go knock on doors or pick up the phone and make cold calls, right? You know, that kind of thing. Everybody is online. Every, you can do email marketing today. You can find different types of sales funnels that exist to be able to reach all different walks of life. And you can actually filter them out as you go forward. Um, I think that um, technology can also be a crutch. I think technology could be an excuse to not have to do the human interaction, which is to talk to people, to have to look them in the eye and, and have a conversation like we used to or like we should. So, you know, we call that human collisions, right? Human collisions are really important. Um, and that's why when you go somewhere and you meet people, um, that stuff is really important. So even though the technology may have got us to initially say hello or to meet somebody, I always like to follow up with, and a Zoom is of course the next best thing to sort of meeting somebody face to face. But if you could meet them and you can actually be in a room with them, um, there's no substitute, right? So I think that they're, um, I think that if you can use technology to benefit yourself that way, great, but to hide behind it and not utilize the human interaction the way human interaction is designed to be and why it's important, I think could be a, a problem. And uh, yeah. I think that that has existed. I feel like we're so used, we're so reliant mm -hmm. on technology and using it to initiate um, a conversation or a meetup mm -hmm. that if we don't use that, like if we're just out and about, we avoid people because it's like, oh, we didn't talk first mm -hmm. over social media. So there's no reason to talk to you unless I really have to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, so like we really don't go out of our way to talk to someone unless it was organized at first over social media. Like people need that organization to feel like they should talk to someone. Mm. Otherwise they're too afraid to. A lot of us are too afraid to that because is true. they're afraid of what people are going to think of them. They're like, oh, they're busy or this is unnecessary or I'm busy. Um, it's really unfortunate because people bring so much opportunity and fun and support. Mm -hmm. There's really mostly like only mostly benefits when you talk to people. And so it's really unfortunate that we kind of mostly avoid them. Uh, so I just find that that's, as a big disadvantage. That's that a good we point. Rely, we just rely so heavily 
yeah. on the technology to initiate those kinds of. Yeah, I think that's a practice. really good point that you raised, like the avoidance, because I see that a lot. You know, people are very, um, you know, they they have this whole like human avoidance. Do you notice that you avoid people? Like, I feel like I, I hate it that people avoid people unless there's a real reason to not. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I don't like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I noticed there's something about you and I want to mention it. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's times where, you know, I'm often like avoiding people because mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the point in talking to you right now? Because I'm, ha I have these reasons going through my head. Sure. Um, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I actually have to make more of a conscious effort to be like, okay, come on, let's be outgoing today. <laughs> like let's try to connect and i do it because i want to do it i right. know it's going to better uh myself <laughs> and i know i'm going to enjoy it for the most part but i i literally have like this internal conflict of like okay come on jen i just like build myself up <laughs> and say all right what am i going to say to this person come on jen they really don't care they're actually they're going to enjoy the conversation too <laughs> so just think about what to say and say it <laughs> like I, I actually have to do some mental preparation mm -hmm. before I talk to them because I know that everyone it's just so common for people to just sit around and not talk to one another yeah. that it's just a norm and so I'm the the weird outlier that's like hey what's up mm -hmm. how are you <laughs> uh when what do you do around here right. I feel weird for being a good person but, but you know what, and, and because you're different, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It means that just that's you. And that's what, you know, you will find your own journey by doing that. And people will, um, people will appreciate it or they won't, but it doesn't really matter because the fact <laughs> of the matter is, you know, you don't have to change. You don't have to be something that you're not right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm that way all the time. I mean, I literally, you know, I just say, Hey, how you doing? What, yeah, where are you from? You know what, you know, like, you know, we just start talking and it's like, I've met people in the gym and places that parking lot, you can just say hello. Um, restaurant bars, you know, you just, you know, I just, if I happen to be, like, Hey, Hey, what's going on? What are you eating? That, that's, that looks pretty cool. You know, so it's, um, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at the people that I've had in my life just by, by doing that, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'm not talking about just now I'm talking about like throughout right. my life. Yeah. I've never been shy about that. You know, just like saying, Hey, how you doing? And I don't even think about like, what am I going to say after that? I don't worry about it because something, something will come up, <laughs> you know, I'll figure you've something always, out. You've always been like that. You've always been just a talker. I can talk to anyone. Yes. I pretty I've much had so. To learn, I've had to learn this skill. I was mm -hmm. shy as a kid. Sure. And throughout every major change in my life, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be shy anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I watch someone and I'm like, I want to be like that. I emulate them because I want to improve myself to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And so I will observe. And then when I have a fresh slate, I re-emulate, I reinvent myself a little bit to mm -hmm. be better. To be more, like, I like, I like people that are social and extroverted and confident. So my, the first big change in my life was when I went to college. I didn't really know anybody. I was away from my parents. So I knew the things I wanted. So I reinvented myself to be 
those things, you know, more social, confident, extroverted. Cool. Right. And then, you know, I had those four years. I definitely grew up a lot, you know, new friends, uh, learned a lot, uh, new experiences away from my parents. And that then really important. Next, the thing away yeah. from your parents is really important. That is so big. So God. important. It's you. My parents are a crutch. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't have to be independent, do I? <laughs> um, and then, it also forces you into an arena where you got to swim by yourself. You know, you yes, can't. Yes, it does. It's so no good. Yes, it's so much better when they're not around. <laughs> I love my parents, but I love do. the person I am without them. Correct. I love That's- the person I am with them. I appreciate them. I love them, but I, I just grow up mm-hmm. when I'm not around them. Oh, without a doubt. Of- it's so easy to rely on. My parents are great. They're now, very did you live, when you went to college, did you live at home or did you go away? College? No, actually, I was still in state. I was still in state, but I didn't want to come home. Oh. Because like, I liked not, I like just being more independent. I really So did. you were in state. So you were in like Washington, but you were, um, but you were like far from home. Oh, you were on campus. On campus. Yeah. P- perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could live, then, you, you could be in the same town and be on campus and and still have the same freedom and, you know, and uh, that's individuality. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then my next big change was when I was became a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a teacher, um, you just have so many responsibilities. I was taking care of a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I was responsible for their education, their learning, just, and, and not just like their academic learning, but I think more about the whole child. So like, I want this person to be a good person to learn a lot. Like, absolutely. And there's high expectations for me from myself, from the Mm -hmm. admin, from the parents. Um, So I just grew a lot in my first career. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's not always necessarily as how I portray myself and my personality, but it's like, okay, I've got more responsibilities now. Let's let's take accountability. Um, So I grew up a lot there. And then when I moved to Florida, now Mm -hmm. I'm really far away from my parents and I really (laughs) don't know anybody. So... There's a lot of exploration going on, lots of trying new things, and just I don't know. Each time I grow or go through a major change, I I reinvent myself to what mm-hmm. I want to become. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Um, yeah, that whole thing with college is is huge. I mean, I went <clears throat> I went to college in Massachusetts, so my parents were in New, in New Jersey where I grew up. I sat in New York City, and um, that was the best thing in my life. Just being, I was about, <laughs> it really was. I mean, it was about two and a half, three hours away from home by car, but it was just a far enough where you can't just turn around and go home, you know, mm-hmm. um, and close enough where you could turn around and go home. You know, if you really had to, you, you know, being away from them was like the best thing because I really <laughs> needed, <laughs> I needed, I needed that. I needed to find myself. I needed to explore things on my own. Like when I was going to, tell you a funny story when i was growing up my um we were we were living in bergen county new jersey which is like right outside new york city and um there were like no minorities in our town you know it was like no there were no black people in that town um i think there were two two asian families <laughs> we were one of them one was japanese and we were the other you know we're chinese right so um it was just an amazing experience but Part of that was also because was that my parents were not very open-minded when it came to um, minorities, even though we're a minority, you know, and um, 
Yeah, it was really strange. And so I always had this thing where I was like, why not? Like, why not? Like, like, I don't understand what the issue is. And it wasn't until I went to college that I started interfacing with, wow, like all these different people from all over the world. It was really cool, right? But, you know, a lot of black people, a lot of Puerto Rican people, a lot of Hispanics, uh, and of course, from different walks of life, people from Africa, people from India, people from Korea. I mean, it was really amazing. It was a melting pot in many ways. But of course, it was predominantly white. But it changed my life, changed my, changed my outlook about everything. Martin Luther King's daughter was a friend of mine. She went to Smith College, which was just down the street from where I went to school at Amherst. And um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, her father had, was one of the great people of all time. And we would just sit and talk. You sit and talk about what it was like growing up in Atlanta or growing up, you know, being who they were as a family and talking about it and talking about what it was like and talking about my life and what it was like and, you know, sharing that journey. It changed my life forever. Um, and I, and it also made me really know that I did not want to be that way, like from the way that my parents were portraying it. Went, you know, I'm, I can't say it. I mean, that was the way that they were brought up back in the days, you know, back in the, um, the 30s and 40s. But it wasn't an excuse for me. I wasn't going to say, well, you get a free pass for that because I was, you know, once I went to college, I came back and I was, I was pretty vocal about the way I felt about those things, <laughs> even today. So anyway. Um, what was the most memorable thing about her? What was her name? Uh, oh, um, Yolanda. Yolanda King. Yolanda. Yeah. What was the most memorable like thing you talked about or hmm. She was a um, African American studies major and a drama major. So she did two things. Yeah. So she was doing a lot of um, performances and stuff on stage, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that was kind of like the voice, the mouthpiece to tell the story um, through the African American uh, experience, right? As far as, you know, just interfacing with her, it was, well, there were, there were a couple of things. One was kind of going through the tragedy of what her father went through, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously being shot in Memphis and um, being killed and assassinated as one of the most amazing people. But it wasn't the journey. It wasn't so amazing because it was tough all the time. I mean, he was always willing to take things on that were, very challenging and very difficult. Um, you just never knew when that was going to happen. But we talked about um, the opportunity and we talked about how pervasive like racism continues to be, even though we felt that we were moving, you know, things ahead. We really felt in many ways we had the needle didn't move that much. That was one of the most impactful things because I realized that you know, I always tell people today, I said, you know, you, when they, they start talking about um, you know, black people or, you know, they have this and they have that. I said, listen, I said, let me just stop you for one second. I said, you have no idea what it's like to be black unless you've walked in their shoes. And I mean, really walked in their shoes. I said, you can't even imagine what it's like walking into a store and everybody's looking at you thinking you're going to steal. I said, you can't imagine what it's like to be pulled over by a police, a policeman and you've got to make sure your hands are on the wheel because you don't know if you're going to get shot. I said, I said, you can't even imagine. And people, people have no idea. People have no idea. And even like from my perspective, being Asian, 
it's not the same. It's just not the same. You know, we don't have the same, we're a different minority. We don't have the same journey that black people have gone through. Um, so anyway, you know, it's funny. We talked, we just talked about that a lot. Like what it's like to be just to be so different and to be so viewed, you know, and have the background of slavery where, you know, your where families were just divided and split up and and it was part of our culture, it was part of their culture, you know, coming over, you know, coming here or being here in the United States, right? Can't even imagine. Because I come from a culture where the family, the roots of a family are really important and they go way back because we weren't divided up. Um, it was also interesting about the French, um, the Arcadians who came down from Canada were also went through a very similar journey that the uh, slaves did um, when they were brought down and their families were broken up along the, um, along different cities in the Eastern seaboard. And they would just stop in one place and they would like drop people off and they would keep going until they got down to um, Louisiana where the Mississippi Delta was. And that's where the culmination of French, the arcade, the French and the slaves came together. And what is what made New Orleans such an amazing place because it was a culmination of food, music, culture, language, um, experience um, of, of persecuted peoples that came together. And that's what really developed and formed the whole Cajun culture that we have today, which is really the roots of America in many ways, right? Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I mean, we, we would talk about all different kinds of um, things and the journey um, that we had been through, but also the destination and the journey ahead that was so difficult that must have been really really cool that whole experience um but i do want to get back yes to our original topic we digressed (laughs) a little bit but it's fine because this is Mm -hmm. very interesting um so back to how technology has affected communication today I just want to say the I kind of thought about three advantages and three disadvantages, mm-hmm. and you kind of said a couple of them already. Um, one advantage that I thought of that you already said was that there's just a plethora of knowledge at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. You already mentioned that. Um, like if I want to look, if I've got weird bumps on me and I want to see what it is, I could just look it up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's this red, red bumps on tummy? What is that? (laughs) It's like there. Or if I want to know how old John Lennon is, when his birthday is, his life story, there it is. Right. Or if Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah. Like just anything you want to know is right there. Um, The second advantage is that, again, you also said this too, you can connect or share information with anyone across the world pretty much instantaneously mm-hmm. you can call them you can facetime them you can email them like you can do you can text them so that is a really cool way to connect right and then the last one is uh you have like a, a mini storage unit in this technology i use my phone as a calendar all the time mm-hmm. i write the things that i need to do the it's like my alarm clock. <laughs> you can, uh, you know, store documents. Like I have, you know, ideas for my podcast. I wrote essays. Like 
every little part of my life <laughs> is like on my computer or my phone. And it's so great. It's rather, it's so much more organized than having just stacks of paper that you're going to lose mm -hmm. and just take up so much space. <laughs> right. It's a very little space and you can <laughs> upload it with pretty much anything you want. True. And that is so nice. Um, but each of those advantages also comes with a disadvantage. Like the knowledge part, how you can look up anything you want. Um, I wonder, is the information accurate? Is it valid? And when it comes to kids, like having phones that now freaking three years old, mm -hmm. uh, are they going to get into things that are inappropriate? Inappropriate, are right. Parents, are parents good moderators? Are they going to enable them to see pretty much anything? Because good point. Yeah. they can. <laughs> now mm -hmm. they can. If, if parents aren't on top of that, they will start seeing mature content at a very young age. And Nothing's not that left to the imagination anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just imagination. Not that there were like, you know, inappropriate magazines that kids could get their hands on. Correct. But like, there's so much more and it's very visual and it's it's an action too. It's yeah. not just an, it's not just a still image that mm -hmm. they had to like try and, you know, seek out. It's just there instantaneously. And there's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another issue. Um, the other advantage that I said is that you can connect with people from anywhere. But then there's another issue because, yeah, I can connect with people from anywhere, but then, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, this is what I hate. <laughs> when I see all these teenagers hanging out with each other at the mall, and they're probably just texting each other. Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe they are, maybe they're texting somebody else, but it's like, are you going to actually hang out with each other? You're with <laughs> each other, right. but they're probably all texting maybe a boyfriend or their mom or a totally different friend that they're not mm -hmm. with right now. Right. So it's like, it's really disconnecting us in a lot mm -hmm. of ways mm -hmm. um, rather than actually connecting us. Cause we are so, uh, the most meaningful connections are when we're in person. That's, mm -hmm. that's what we remember. Does anyone tell you a memory that you had over FaceTime? Does anyone tell you a memory that you mm -hmm. had when watching a movie does anyone tell you a memory that you had when like over social media? No, it's always an in-person memory. Right. And yet we're, we're always have our screens in front of us. Um, so we actually, I think are becoming, it's connecting us in some ways, but very much disconnecting us in other ways. And the last one is yes, it's um, a mini storage unit, mm -hmm. but like I said, we are highly reliant on it. If I lost my phone, mm. I feel like I would die. <laughs> I <laughs> think I would cloud. die if I but lost. The cloud. I would have a heart attack. But we have the cloud. Because I rely so much on it. Like it's my calendar, my alarm clock. I have such important notes on it that like, mm. I'd be like, where do I go with life right now? I, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't use my brain anymore. I use my phone. Do you, so, um, do you use uh, Dropbox and uh, like cloud storage stuff? Um, I actually, <laughs> I don't remember my password to my iCloud, so that doesn't work for me, but yeah, I use drive. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's good to, it's good to keep your stuff somewhere that you can't lose it because yeah, yeah that stuff's important. <laughs> yes. 
but uh, yeah, you're right. I think that, um, you know, you bring up the point about social interaction and people like they're literally standing in a group, but everybody's on their phone. So are they texting each other while they're standing right in front of them or like, you know, what's going on? I mean, I, yeah, I don't get that. I mean, that to me is like, what's the purpose of hanging out then if you're mm-hmm. not interfacing with the people that you're with? So um, I will call people out on that. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm hanging out with someone, maybe it's a new friend or whatever, and they're constantly on their phone. I will very quickly call them out. I'll mm-hmm. probably hang out with them a couple of times. And if I notice it's, that they're always on it, then I'll call them out. And if it, that doesn't work, I'm going to be like, well, we're not friends. Mm-hmm. You're obviously best friends with your phone, not me. <laughs> so then I shut them out. I'm right. very I gotcha. good at just being like, oh, we're not really true friends, are we? It, anyway, listen, it's okay. So, it's okay to do that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I know. Sure. I like, I don't want to waste my time. This is exactly. my one life. So oh, I'm, I'm with you. Better. I'm with you on that. I I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I, you know, I have no no tolerance for that. So yeah, I'm gonna end with mm-hmm. a closing question. Okay. So, how can we use technology appropriately or in moderation or in a way to really benefit society so it's not a distra- distraction or an addiction that we're just you know scrolling on social media for hours, mm-hmm. but we really use it to everyone's benefit does that make sense yeah i think that um it makes a lot of sense um i think that all the reasons that the positive reasons of what technology offers us um are positive aspects of how we can do that and make changes in the world and affect and improve the plight of a lot of people right um information at our fingertips. So being able to find research and find things that we need in order to be able to tell a story, to tell the truth, to make sure that we know what the truth is, right? That's where we have access to that information today. And like you said, sometimes you don't know if it's always a thousand percent accurate, but you know, thank God that the, um, the information that is online, there is a, a standard, a very high standard in terms of what's acceptable and what's not, right? Or what is allowed to be put up there. So it has to be kind of vetted out in a proper way. Um, I think the exponential reach, once again, talking about um, utilizing and being able to get in front of goo gobs of people, as I call it. Um, You know, if I want to put something out there that's beneficial, that people take advantage of, um, then I'm going to find the right hashtags, right? In order to be able to reach those audiences And then I can either use social media in order to uh, then implement and reach those hashtag audiences that say, hey, these are people that love gardening, right? Love gardening, gardening and um, whatever, landscaping, whatever it is. So how many people are in my hashtag for gardening? Wow, I didn't realize they were like 750,000. I think that we always have to think in terms of how that technology can be used in a positive way, number one, to save time, number two, to get the exponential reach, three, to find and vet out information that we need, resources. Like we do a lead generation thing, uh, which is a big sales funnel that we reach different types of professions all over North America. And like, I'll send out a sequential email that'll go out to let's say 300, 400 people a day, but it may only go out to people in Seattle, Washington and I'm only looking for veterinarians. So I can tell a story and I can um, craft my 
sales funnel to address only that group through the filtration process. But then tomorrow, it's not Seattle, Washington. Now I'm going to move on to Boise, Idaho. You know, so I can do all those things. And uh, that's what we do. I mean, we actually, that's what we get a lot of our clients. We get clients from all over North America because, because we can. And, you know, we don't have to go knocking on doors. People say, hey, that's really interesting. All we need is a consultation. We get a consultation going with them and we get clients. So, I mean, that's for our business. But going back to how can you help and benefit um, society and other people if you've got like cool ideas or something that's neat that nobody's ever thought of before, you can share ideas with people and say, hey, what do you think of this? Put out the blog and let people, you know, talk about it and say, wow, I never really realized that I could do that before. And there's so much stuff. The human mind is amazing. Uh, all the reasons that you mentioned are great reasons that, um, that we can get better all the time. And you can't stop thinking about that. Um, it's, 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 it's a, we have no idea what it is going to be tomorrow. Um, like we're looking at artificial intelligence today, which is, you know, AI is pretty cool, right? The stuff that we can get from AI is just like, oh, it makes... It makes technology yesterday look like a dinosaur. We don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know that Google will even be around. And I, I say that to people and people are like, what are you talking about? I said, you have no idea. You have no idea. Look at people are going, people are taking rocket ships now because, you know, oh, I think I'll go for a trip to the moon and I want to see what the moon looks like. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but, but even more than that, there's just so many ways that we haven't even begun to think about how technology will go in the future and, 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 uh, and what specific things are going to be life-changing, you know, life-changing so that we never have to go back to like some of the old dinosaur stuff that we did yesterday. Um, your mind just races. You think about what we have today versus what we had yesterday. Remember the, I don't remember the cartoon, the Jetsons. It was mm -hmm. before your time. No, I've seen that. Yeah, the Jetsons. So the Jetsons mm -hmm. was about, you know, they lived in space, right? They had these spaceships that they would, instead of riding a car, they would just be in these, it exists today. We could do it today. But the only problem is the FAA would say, hey, it'd be a lot of problems with a lot of people in space driving these things around. But, but think about it. I mean, why not, right? Um, it'll happen. I mean, we're going to have, we have drones today. We have drones. Whoever thought that drones, you could fly a drone up and, 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 and take movies and videos and pictures of things that you can't even imagine reaching. You can go up to top of Machu Picchu in a drone and see things because I'm afraid of heights. So I don't want to go up there. So I'll send the drone up. So yeah, we can, we can take advantage of all of that stuff and technology will play a major role in all of that. Um, but technology keeps changing that's it. We just don't know what it's going to be tomorrow, but don't stop dreaming. Don't stop thinking about it because it'll be here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly kind of try to answer mm -hmm. the question that I asked you, which is how can we make technology beneficial for everyone? How do we, and I feel like we can, but we also can't mm -hmm. like, I feel like we just have to do outreach and have, conversations or teach people like because the advantages like you said the advantages are great mm -hmm. it like moves us everyone forward in life for sure and the disadvantages kind of 
kill people. Like they're so incredibly contrasting. Um, so if you use technology as a crutch and you kind of lean into the disadvantages, you're really hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And you use, if you use the advantages of technology, you're only bettering yourself. Um, I feel like there needs to be classes on this. So this needs to be really talked about on, so really just like differentiating the two. How mm-hmm. like recognize when you're using technology for good or when it's hurting you. Like I really think people need to recognize the differences. Um, I mean, there's apps that'll disable your phone if you're on it for a certain period of time. But mm-hmm. and like, I think I've downloaded that before and I just avoid it. Like, I think I've avoided it. Cause I'm like, I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> um, look at, look at cybersecurity today. It's like, it's so necessary. Like if you don't have it, there are so many, um, there's so many hacks out there that, that, are, that are coming from all over the world. And they're just trying to put bots, you know, on your site or, you know, for evil too, for, you know, for, for gaining access to financial information and all this other stuff. And it's crazy, but we see it all the time because we look at Google analytics and said, gosh, why are so many people from St. Petersburg uh, accessing a website? And we realize it's not St. Petersburg, Florida. We're talking about St. Petersburg, Russia. So ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff, but uh, that's crazy. do you have any closing thoughts before you finish it out? No, it was a pleasure. I just wanted to say thank you for, uh, for the time and, uh, and, uh, and doing this. This is fun. I, th- this kind of stuff is really enjoyable for me to talk about because I'm passionate about it and, um, and you peel the onion back and it just, it's a flower. It just keeps growing. Right. Um, but like I said before, the dream doesn't stop. Everything's a function of your own imagination and what your mind can um, can can think through for like possibilities. And I always say, start with why not, not the question why. Thank you so much, Bob, for joining me and Jenny. Jen. Yeah, no, my pleasure. And um, anytime, you know, I'm uh, I, you know, thank thank you for you know you participating also because uh, I think I'm going to put your podcast on our site too <laughs> yay yeah. oh that'd be so great <laughs> yeah. cool. good to see well, you again thank you so much yes um yeah thank you we'll talk soon and we'll talk again thanks Jen. <laughs> see you All later right, have a good one you as bye. well bye-bye